0: This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And
1: I'm Brad Binkley.
0: There are a lot of big stories today. I kind of want to hit the Ivanovich story again from yesterday. I found out something pretty interesting about it. Remember yesterday we talked about that Ukraine was opening an investigation to see if our ambassador over there had been tracked. Yes. Okay. That continues to be in the news. It was in the Wall Street Journal today. And I and as I said, it's kind of hard to find original information. Like you have to keep clicking through. This is coming from and and it really features in the impeachment story. So The impeachment, what Chuck Schumer said is we have to have witnesses. We have to continue this investigation because there's been this blockbuster information from Lev Parnas, right? Okay. When you look at that, it is 38 pages of the most indecipherable, meaningless text and WhatsApp stuff. I mean, indecipherable and meaningless, okay? Yeah. Except for what is clearly decipherable is every once in a while- there's a notification, like a screenshot notification, that these communications are all end-to-end encrypted. Okay, so I don't know. I'm sure some tech guy can tell me why the Department of Justice and Apple cannot figure out how to see if the Saudi shooter in Florida communicated with anyone on his phone. But end-to-end encryption is not all it's cracked up to be in all cases is my conclusion. But that is not what's so interesting about this story. So I'm looking at it, and it all comes from... So it all comes down to a guy named Robert Hyde. Have you heard this name? No. Right, I doubt it. Connecticut, he's called a Republican, a Connecticut Republican congressional candidate. He's not like the Republican nominee. He's some guy who filled out the piece of paper okay and he he engaged in these communications with Lev Parnas that said and it what didn't even say specifically Yovanovitch, it just said she is near the embassy. let me know if I'll let you know if she gets track if, if she moves like I'm tracking her okay so when I read these basically indecipherable text exchanges, I didn't know if it was Yovanovitch or not. Then, but it looked crazy. It looked like some guy in Connecticut, a landscaper, until recently he was a landscaper, has guys on the ground that Giuliani's buddy can't, you know, this is, how would this landscaper in Connecticut be plugged in to this surveillance network in Ukraine? I mean, it's just, it's preposterous. Landscapers
1: are ballers. They know a lot of people
0: usually attached to the land that they are attached to. This is six, 8,000 miles away. No, not eight, but maybe six. Who eight, knows? Five, I would guess five. So what he did, oh, so this guy is a total, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what this guy is, but he was involuntarily incarcerated under the baker act in florida for nine days i think just last year because of an incident that happened at a trump resort the doral resort in miami he they answered a call for someone who a man in distress who was fearing for his life and that's this guy then around that time or after that he was disarmed his guns were taken away and he was the subject of a restraining order it seems that this guy is like schizophrenic or so – he said that he's in the service, which he definitely was. He claims that he was stationed in North Korea, which I'm not sure that's a thing, certainly not above board. So maybe he was. like So He's so when I cracked into this Washington Post article, which is a big firewall, it's hard to get to, if you – save it sometimes to like a reader app. You can read these things. Anyway, so I can, I read it. It really goes into what appears to be like a schizophrenic guy. But if the Washington Post is publishing that, then I wonder if his claims, which is he really is being followed and tracked and set up, is, are true. But there is something very, very fishy about this. And in any case, the quote evidence that he, that yovanovich was being shadowed are these indecipherable texts it is not believable that any nor, they didn't investigate pizzagate right but ukraine which has lots of you, know, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but ukraine this is there's no chance that this is being investigated and similarly the fbi is being called in to investigate The Area 1 whistleblower about the Burisma hacking. Those guys are NSA and CrowdStrike.
1: It's the same group of people doing the same investigation as four years ago. What do you mean? When they got those people in to investigate the hacking of the DNC server that they blamed on Russia.
0: Actually, I do think that this what Giuliani and stuff was doing, when they go back to where before— Before Biden announced he was running, when he was still kind of saying he wasn't running, that's when all this stuff started. And it seems to me, I mean pretty clear, that what they were trying to do was counter the Russia collusion arguments with the the Democrats actually were the ones who interfered in 2016. Yeah. Now – that's what it seems like the whole Giuliani thing was over there but i would take it another step because i don't believe that that was i think i think there was collusion between the republicans and democrats here like i don't think this was like I mean, you can talk about three-dimensional chess but i don't think anybody at that level really had the gloves off that's my gut feeling but this whole so this whole narrative then takes on a much larger purpose and I continue to think more and more that your tripwire stuff about the election uh, 2020 election as being the pivotal moment the trigger for a kinetic or non-kinetic war with Russia as the guy calls it that's what this is all about because it all it's all about election interference it's all about Republicans versus Democrats bringing in foreign entities I don't believe it I don't believe that there was a knockdown drag out. So, what does that leave me wondering? It leaves me wondering this whole thing. And I, I don't. Giuliani does not actually strike me as as smart as you know people say he is. I think he's with a venal. I think is the word for it. Like just like open to bribery and self serving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what these guys seem like too. So, I, at that level, those guys are probably just in it for their own nonsense. But the bigger picture here. I'm not always thinking that these conspiracies are kind of really mass orchestrated years in advance, but some of them are. And this one being the most important PSYOP of, of the moment, you know, of maybe the decade or, or of this era, if it comes down the way those guys said it, if it's the tripwire, I mean, that's big, right? You're going to plan for that. And you're going to plan in different directions. You're going to have different Things, Russian inclusion, Ukraine inclusion, you know, you're going to have a lot of things that do it, and maybe this this folds into my observation that basically everybody is that all presidents and presidential candidates in the 21st century or the the second whatever third millennium have been of questionable legitimacy from the hanging Chad to the kingpins in Ohio to the Kenyan birth certificate to Ted Cruz being Canadian, Hillary having illegal votes, Trump having Russian collusion. It's all about the elections being this This whole system not working. I just feel like this is really a big picture, like really, really significant thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's all roping back in to make to solidify even further Russia as the big bad, and on the other front, we have Iran with a conflict over there, continues to, to push forward. So I think you're right. I think the election is being set up to be – to fail, so to speak, in that they're going to say that Trump won because of all of the interference, all of the racism. And democracy's done. Take to the streets, and then whatever chaos unleashes, I guess we'll find out next.
0: Yeah, who knows? But I I see everything as headed towards a fundamental restructuring uh-huh. of our legal architecture, which yeah. is what Chernoff calls for. Like that's, I mean, I really think that's where we're headed, and in no small part by globalist legislation like the USMCA, which passed the Senate. Get this, passed the Senate in a vote, eighty nine
1: to nine. That was 18- close. <laughs>
0: 89 to 9. Just throw your nine. microphone on the ground. Fucking is that people. what happened? Yes, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad, I'm mad, 89 to 9. What is the point of having two parties when the mo- – this is just – this is a they, – they claim, if you read the Constitution, the wording is one of the only places in the Constitution where I think the wording is a little tricky, where it says, like, treaties supersede the law. They are the law of the land. You you have to infer that clearly it cannot import legal weight to a treaty that the Constitution itself does not have. Yeah. So, the, a treaty should not be able to violate the Tenth Amendment. Whatever it gets a little tricky, but it, to me, USMCA is totally unconstitutional. And uh, and everybody got together, backslappingly to celebrate the end of the united states as we know it
1: well that might be the case (laughs) but i will say i now know usmca better than i have since we've begun talking about it because i saw a clip of trump yesterday explaining to the crowd it's usmca it's like ymca ymca usmca he did not he did oh my god and i said oh my gosh Now Now it's in my head. Right. I know it now. He goes, not like the previous one, NAFTA.
0: Wow. That's pathetic. Well, I mean, and clever at the same (laughs) time. I did want to give a Russia-Putin update. So, oh, by the way, I, I actually, in folding into that, like, democracy is dead here thing, I heard this. Once I hear something emphasized twice, I'm like, okay. There's a reason if it's coming from different directions that I guess any kind of if you get out of line in the Senate during this impeachment process, you uh, suffer the penalty of imprisonment. Really? So I'm just wondering who gets to go to prison.
1: I don't know. I can't wait to find (laughs) out, though.
0: I mean, I really feel like somebody gets to like, oh, my gosh, let me be the one.
1: I wonder if Predict It will have some odds on who's going to go to jail, who's going to go to prison. Yeah,
0: I think – I don't know if it's like taking your phone out or sp- – I think it's speaking out of turn.
1: Adam Schiff, if somebody speaks out of turn, just steps over and pulls out his brass knuckles.
0: Yeah. Somebody, well, I don't – see, he's a congressman, so I don't know if the oh, rules that's right. apply to him. That's right. I mean I don't know. He's a manager though. He's an impeachment manager. Yeah. I don't know who the imprisonment applies to, but I thought that was interesting. Let me just tell you the Russia-Putin update. So this is why it's getting no press whatsoever, is that Putin is not even considering prolonging his presidency at all. Yeah. Even if he were to change – if the rule were to change, he's not going to be president after 2024. He is – I believe he does lead or is expected to lead – I think he already leads – what will be a more empowered state council. Yeah. And and that will continue his role. Shit. I mean I think Russia – needs him you know what I mean like I think that they are lucky to have him but you know I'm so skeptical I could be wrong I mean th- I've been there a couple of times and I've had English speaking tour guides and stuff who hate him think he's uh a mobster and an oligarch which he may well be but I think he's their mobster and oligarch which you know is a nice change of pace <laughs> yeah. I think he's actually Russian and not strictly globalist. But he – but, I mean, it could go either way. I'm not – I really don't know. He doesn't out the big psyops, which to me is you know, probably a tell. So he did nominate and was confirmed Mikhail Mishush, Mishustin, who was the head tax guy as the prime minister, which lends itself to the kind of technocracy over – which mm-hmm. which is what so, – You know, between socialism and fascism, those big government tyrannical dictatorships things, they all assume good faith, good faith effort. Like I was saying, like Putin is Russian. You know, it all assumes that because once you're a traitor, that power doesn't work at all, which is why you could argue that monarchy is actually next to anarcho-capitalism. The self-ordering society monarchy is the best because you get your head chopped off. You want to give it to your kids. You're more likely to be aligned with the larger family of your country. Anyway, so if Putin's really a good guy, then having the kind of control a technocracy brings – is good maybe they need it because they really are fueled by state-owned assets in the form of oil and gas i mean i don't know but they can't advertise this big change too much because it doesn't make putin look bad it makes him look a lot less like he just wants to be the czar and expand russia from from the ocean to ocean you know that narrative is falling a little flat this week who knows of it. Uh, so
1: he's going to be the leader of the shadow government, and he's going to be leading from behind <laughs> instead of out front. Sounds like what you're saying.
0: I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But you might be saying that. I, I'm saying I really don't know. I mean, it's possible that he's he's a self-serving person, and Russia comes second, or he's a self-serving person, and Russia doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, that
0: to me, that's the those are the options. Yeah, that make it interesting. Uh, okay.
1: So Iran is now claiming that a U.S. cyber attack is what was responsible for bringing down the Ukrainian flight. They are saying that we hacked their grid or we hacked their their airport monitoring, and we made them think that the uh, plane was something else.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. What? We confused them. I, I don't know. Whatever they thought they were shooting what at. What
0: are you shooting down near an airport?
1: I don't know well, but their, their airport thing. Whatever they were shooting down, I don't know where the plane got shot down. In right, air- right over
0: the airport. Oh. Right over the commercial <laughs> – you know, the government yeah. commercial airport.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. They also yeah. leave open the possibility that we hacked it and somehow kind of took over the missile. Yeah,
0: It's just I can't believe they're keeping this volley going. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are just – it it seems very – I've never thought more than I do now that this whole Iran thing is is just a, a farce. That even even like where it was like, oh, Israel's going to take us all to war against Iran and that's what we're doing. You know, there's a lot of that too, which is, I think, part of it, this dialectic like that. I'm thinking that Patrick Clausen video that says we are in the game of creating war with Iran. I'm beginning to think... Or I'm more and more thinking that we're just, we've got our eye off the ball. That things, you know, there might be uh, 3D chess going on, but there aren't as many layers as you might think. There's there's not. And that we kind of have that situation a little bit under control. Maybe not control, but the conflict is what we like. Like the gun rights problem here. It's the conflicts we're getting a lot out of. We're not really trying to resolve the issue one way or another. We're not really trying to have a war with Iran right now.
1: They might not trying to be right now, but they are building up the war fervor, and they have to keep this ongoing tension, the conflict, like you said, in order to let that fervor grow in America. Because people have I'm, to want mo- I,
0: I was really headed in that direction. I mean, I talk about that autarky and all that, but even the trade thing is now starting to fizzle out. Like my idea that he, he was really trying to bring manufacturing back to the United States with the USMCA, it isn't. We're continuing the globalism. So I'm I'm moving away from that. Like kind of we're on the brink of war thing.
1: Yeah. Well, by so, brink, I, I don't think it's going to happen until next year. No,
0: no. I mean I'm actually moving away from thinking that that's what the goal yeah. is. Like, I think we might get globalism without war.
1: Interesting. Possibly.
0: Yeah, just based entirely on how this Iran psyop to me has changed my thinking about it. So we'll see. I just need to gather the information.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I just. They have to do something with a Russia demon they've created. People hate Russia right now. So yeah, the
0: Russia thing is. I mean, what they need to do to the extent Russia has not, does not heal. You know, come to heal. They need to get it to heal. Yeah, that's right. Is that going to be a war or not? I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. And they. Putin has the relationships with the international bankers and stuff. Like that was the whole thing with BRICS, they were going to get away from that. But you don't really see that like that kind. you don't even hear them say BRICS anymore. Like I just don't I just don't think there's an other so much. But I don't know. Like I'm not it's just I go back and forth a little bit like on how how high the where the factionalism really rests. And I'm thinking it's not I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. They like war. They do like war. Kills people. They like that. <laughs> Certainly trying to do that. So speaking of the gun thing as being a dialectic that serves other purposes, and there's a gun rally coming in Richmond, Virginia. I think it's a result of I should have done some backstorying, which I didn't because, and I think I'm probably right in my reasoning of that, is I thought the Sanctuary Cities thing, just like the heartbeat law thing are are i'm going to call them taint operations (laughs) where you take what's a real emotional situation for a lot of people that they would will not buy into the two-party psyop over they will not give up on that single issue second amendment and abortion are really the single issues on the right and if you take them and go too far you're kind of and then what are Yeah. And kind of scenario. Yeah, they go so far. Like if you if you say that abortion is banned when a heartbeat can be detected, that effectively denies Roe versus Wade. And if Roe versus Wade is the law of the land, then the Supreme Court, which has given a lot of exceptions and leeway to the state on how to regulate abortions, are going to say, all right, now we have to hold your hand because clearly you're going too far with this regulation, and we're going to have to set the bar quite high on how much you can or cannot regulate abortion. It is going to move it back to worse than it was before they started passing the heartbeat laws, in my opinion. Yeah. And I thought with the Sanctuary City thing, it might happen that way too. So the Lions of Liberty guys are saying that kind of thing as well. And they're kind of on the ground there or Howie understands the that he's been following the story. And then it came out today and I think Howie said he's worries about a false flag there. And of course, you know, that is what those things are. They they gin up this white nationalism and, they yeah. create these nutcases and they act like that's real so so the the person the entity that's big here is called it was a white nationalist organization created in 2018 called took me a minute to understand why this was weird it's called the base
1: yes the base i saw that
0: do you know what other organization is called the base
1: it's a islamic terrorist group or something like that
0: yes in arabic the base, which is short for the database, is Al Qaeda.
1: Right. Al Qaeda. That's right. <laughs> I thought that was a bit odd myself. Kind of
0: funny. Yeah. 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 Kind of funny. So, so they have this uh, white nationalist organization to fit. Thi- so, and what they do with, so what they're doing, why I think it's a taint op is that they're, they take gun rights advocates and they, they make the front, the, the front people for it crazy dangerous racists uh-huh. who only want guns to establish a quote white ethno state I And mean, this is a foreign concept to america which is a voluntary melting pot I, I know people yell at me for that whatever i don't care it is it is unless you came off the mayflower was an invasion anyway so yeah. I can't, you know who who's it's just not natural whereas like if you're swedish in sweden you're like hey man this place sucks. We stayed here on purpose, forever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, I could see them saying, "Why are you sending Somalians and Iraqis here?" But we have a different situation, anyway. I mean, maybe I'm completely off the off base there, but I think it's obviously artificial. A couple of things that I was absolutely flagged in the story I was reading. One is a word that we've we've talked about before. They are advocates of accelerationism.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: So they go to start trouble on purpose, which otherwise would seem stupid and counterproductive. But, oh, no, we got this. We're just going to blow the whole thing up. Uh-huh. That's our plan. Okay. Which, by the way, was Cloward and Piven's plan. They were the ones who invented it in the 60s to get everybody on welfare so that it's like Obamacare. That must be what Obamacare was about.
1: The get FBI everybody in yes, probably get, told them the plan. They probably radicalized them in, in these online forums, from what I'm reading.
0: Oh, I think the FBI created this. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, there's no qu- – to me, this is a created organization from top to bottom, like the way the Klan was completely infiltrated by the FBI and this militia groups. McVeigh, yeah. I think, was a, was an intel guy. So so I, I just wonder if this Obamacare thing – it is a cloud and pivot. I mean I know it is, but I'm now putting that label on it where – You get Obamacare, you get everybody on it, you collapse it, and then you have to have social, you know, that's the Trojan horse thing that the uh, Tides Foundation guy was talking about. Okay, so accelerationism was one thing. Another thing, two other things. One was the three people were arrested, a former army guy, a 19-year-old, and a Canadian you know, it just Canada is in so many stories. You know, Canada is does not have a ton of people in it. Like for it to, for Canadians to make the news like that, I don't know how many. I, I, not that many. You like know, what seven I mean? or like, eight it's people, just, right? I I mean, it's not that many. It's millions, obviously, <laughs> but it's it's not more than our biggest city. Yeah. So the other thing that so I just feel like. Canada is always – and I think the guy was charged with uh, illegally transporting.
1: An a, alien. Um,
0: and, and I think it must be the Canadian guy. Yeah. So 38 million people live in Canada. So the uh, – this idea of every one of them was arrested for transporting weapons. Uh-huh. And it's always important that they're taking weapons from one district, one legal entity to another – that they can cross borders with it because that's how you defeat the 10th amendment. Cause you say, why do you need federal gun laws? Well, you guys keep carrying them around with you unless you want to have border checks on the States. <laughs> you, we can't be safe if you have sovereignty. So there were a lot of flags in the Virginia gun rally story. And to me that, that flags a PSYOP in itself.
1: I think so as well. That story sounded like to, to me all the other stories where an agent goes in and poses as an extremist in an online forum and they supply the ideas they supply here's what you need to get they supply here's what you need to do and win and then they turn around and they arrest them and say look we thwarted a terrorist attack and i flagged another story specifically because it reminded me of these stories but it, for a different reason there's a story out in california where a couple who moved in they started getting robbed right after moving into their new home in California, and they got super vigilant and what they started doing after the first couple of times is they started leaving a bicycle outside unattended, baiting thieves to come steal their bicycle and when the thieves would come and try and take the bicycle, they would jump out and beat the hell out of the thieves they did this what over- state was this California Wow. Oh. They did this over like a do that four months. In Texas, span. I
0: think you can do it.
1: And uh, they, at least four people, they gave them non life threatening injuries, and they arrested these two, this couple, and charged them with conspiracy and aggravated assault. I believe it was. And I'm going. The, the FBI does this all the time. Oh yeah. They bait people.
0: Yeah, criminals. They, they do entrapment, and the reason they don't get. It's out of control now, in my opinion, where, why John DeLorean got off and Tommy Chong went to jail is that they have so many laws, federal, state, whatever. You can One single action, they can pile on a bunch of different infractions with a bunch of sentences and act like uh, – and, and threaten you with consecutive sentences. So you would never fight like they are after Lori Lachlan. I mean, they are punishing yeah, her for fighting really back are. and citizens are behind punishing her for fighting back. She's wasting our money. I'm like, She's not wasting our money. Mind your business. You're they're wasting our money. Yeah. How right. dare I'll she defend herself. That. Right. From government attack on, <laughs> she didn't do anything anyway, whatever. Uh, but they, yes, they can entrap people now because no one will fight back with like a 98% conviction rate. <laughs> nobody's fighting. Uh, uh, or ninety eight plea bar ninety eight percent plea bargaining rate basically nobody's gonna fight back. <laughs> uh, I do have a little comments on the school prayer. Uh, if you want that, let's hear it. Do you want to wait? Okay, like be a minute. Oh, this was a top story yesterday. Despite that USMCA passing, this is what Trump does. Right? Any anybody who. He was elected on, against TPP, against globalism, so his base thinks that he's into, like, nationalism, you know, insular, whatever. Something happened to the right, and Irving Kristol decided to do this, and I read it in his book, Neoconservatism, the Autobiography of an Idea. He said, we have to embrace the religious right or they will start their own party. So, but I think it was even more sinister than that. They took the religious right in they take these like they create this white nationalism thing, they bring identity politics to the right, and they create a right that 's like a European right that wants that the right the word right really just means conservative conservative means wants the past here the past was uh, uh, an old you know capital L liberal democracy. It was a libertarian past, so conservatives were libertarians. In Europe and stuff, conservatives are like monarchists, tribalists, feudalists, you know, like, because that was their past. So it is not natural for our right to be this way. And they have displaced the small government right. So there's nobody there to defend small government. The right now gets appealed to by the power that the government can use. So... The So he says he wants nationalism, he wants to use the, his power to put trade restrictions on, all this kind of stuff, which is not a small government notion, but his base likes it. So they're not going to like the USMCA. Uh, so as a distraction, he started talking about, he wanted to put in these laws about or uh, clarify the regulations on school, prayer, and, school, uh, and public schools. And he said, so one of the things is that a... Local school has to tell the Department of Education if there's a complaint about a kid not being able to exercise his religious freedom in school. And they they don't have to – they can't have forced prayer, but they have to be able to form prayer groups and all this kind of stuff and express their religious beliefs in, in school work and that kind of thing. But for me – why are the why is that why is what's happening in public school? Don't send your kids to public schools. Public school is a den of iniquity. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a place where they they brainwash kids intentionally on principles that I'm assuming this is for Christians. Christians should detest. It's immoral. It's wrong. It's political brainwashing. Why are they? Why are they care? You know the prayer in public school. School should be school, and it's not. It's brainwashing. But even if it is, forget the prayer stuff. You shouldn't be um, penalized for your beliefs. But I think this was a distraction, and it's just evidence that people on this new right think of how to control government and use it in their favor rather than the real answer is abolish public schools. Let us choose our own schools. Give us our money back. And if you want to give people stipends or vouchers or whatever because they're too poor to have school that's welfare, then that's fine. Just leave it at that. But don't control what it is, which is the same thing with health care. We have Medicare. We have Medicaid. We have health care for poor people. The Obamacare question is simply a question of making people who have a choice have no choice.
1: Amen that's to it. that. <laughs> Abolish public schools. I'm all on board with right that. Right on. Totally. They're a poison. They're now teaching children news literacy, but they're teaching them not
0: to not understand the news. Exactly.
1: You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at properport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed.
0: Oh, and I believe it is Friday.
1: It is Friday.
0: So I think it's a good time to thank all our patrons and all the people who contribute. I don't know if it's called subscribe. Yeah. Subscribing people who subscribe on Patreon and uh, it really helps a lot. Keeps us going. Gives us hope. We love also when people give us good reviews and share the show. But we're very, very grateful to the people who support our efforts. Many, many thanks. And how do you, if people want to join that club, how do they do it, Binkley?
1: They can find all the links to Patreon on thepropreport.com. You can also donate through PayPal, which is also, the links are also on thepropreport.com. And I will put them in the show notes as well. Guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.